What is up, guys? Welcome to Close Monday. My name is Kyle and Sarah, and this is the show for restaurant owners, for chefs, for culinary students, for startup restaurants, anyone brave enough to take on the challenge of running a restaurant and the pursuit of being what we like to call a restaurant entrepreneur. This is your absolute lifeline, your go-to for real world, no nonsense, in-depth chats and war stories from people who have been in your shoes. Now, you're all on the same quest here, looking for that perfect solution, that perfect piece of technology that's gonna streamline your operations, the killer marketing strategy, the new social media platform that's gonna put your restaurant on the map, the rock solid suppliers who've always got your back. But let's not be naive, there's a lot more to this. Most importantly, things like capital raising, making sense of insurance, and playing real estate like a professional, that's all part of the package. And one of my favorite parts, by the way. But what you need to understand is that each one of these challenges, they're really just opportunities. And as industry veterans, myself, my guests, we're gonna bring battle-hardened knowledge and cutting-edge insights to the table every single week. We've been in it. We've had our neck on the line. We've lost money, we've made money. We've had staff, we've lost staff. We know how it impacts our personal lives. We're gonna help you navigate this entire business. Our goal, sole goal, is to give you the information to reach your goals while you stay true to what's most important to you. And what I know, what's important to you are things like quality, hospitality, innovation, sustainability, staying ahead of the curve, staying up with trends, and of course, providing an unforgettable guest experience. So whether you're a seasoned professional, you're a restaurant entrepreneur, or you're a rookie about to jump into your first business, grab a seat, pour yourself a drink, a cup of coffee, put your AirPods on, grab the dog, go for a walk, hit the treadmill, sit on the couch, whatever you're gonna do, we're gonna drop some serious knowledge on you. And it starts right now. Welcome to Close Monday. Hey everyone, uh, Avi Gorin, CEO and co-founder of Marquee. And I wanna talk about the customer journey for a second. You never know as a restaurant owner where your guests are truly coming from. End of the day, we do see some patterns around two types of search behaviors, direct versus discovery. Direct search, for an example, would be jumping into Google and saying Cali barbecue hours, right? I know where I wanna go to eat, but I'm missing a key detail. I need a little bit more information. Discovery, which is the bulk of searches, is barbecue in San Diego, restaurants near me, takeout near me, right? One of the best ways to be found for more discovery searches is leveraging keywords. Reviews are basically free content for you to leverage. Think about keywords that are relevant to your brand, your location, and include as many of those in your review responses as possible, right? How can you go about doing this? Let's set up reports, utilize tools like Google Trends, find out what's going on in your area and how you can help leverage these keywords and review responses, because someone else is doing that, right? If you need some examples, you could do anything from including summer menu, gluten-free menu, um, leverage specific menu items like the dreaded and beloved spice pumpkin anything in your review responses right let them know what's coming let your reviewers know something they should come back and try and of course if all of this just seems overwhelming and daunting because you're already running a, a restaurant and have enough on your plate just leverage the team at marquee to do this for you 
We handle all of this. We're experts in this space. We can automate this. So it's just another item that you know you are taken care of. Again, that's marquee.com, M-A-R-Q-I-I, M-A-R-Q-I-I.com. No you. However, we did recently buy M-A-R-Q-U-I-I.com. So if you do misspell it, we got you. You'll still find us. We can still help you. All right, we can all agree that dealing with the schedule at the restaurant every week is something that takes up a lot of time. And if there was a way to make it quicker with a lot less stress and a lot less fuss that can, you know, decrease the back and forth texts, the phone calls, who's working when, is this person qualified to cover the other person? I mean, the list goes on and on, right? I think you're going to be pretty happy when I tell you that I found a solution. It's called Connect Team. It's a software that's built for not only your mobile, but also your desktop. And it's going to make your life and your employees' lives a lot easier. For the managers out there, you'll finally be able to get a full and clear overview of the schedule, who's working when. You can filter by jobs, by dates, whatever works for you. Plus, get a whole lot of extra capabilities such as automatic limitations, basically meaning you can set what you want in there, templates of weeks to simply copy and paste, and one simple click that publishes the schedule to all your employees at once. Seriously, I wish you could check all the functionalities out with me right now. And as for your employees, they finally get one place that organizes their schedule, including shift swaps and in-app chat in case there are any issues. Uh, But for me, the best thing, they can easily see any attachment that you put in the shift itself. So pre-shift notes, menu changes, all that stuff is there. Look, I can go on, but I suggest you guys just check out Connecting for yourself. They've even got a free 14-day trial and a free version for up to 10 employees. Check it out. We have a link in the show notes. Connect with the Connect team. Can you see what I did there? Connect with the Connect team, and they'll take care of you. Ooh, all right. <laughs> this is episode 182, Close Monday. Thanks for checking us out again. Um, last week, we had my boy Devin from Crafty Cow Burger. Shout out to Devin. Uh, real authentic type interview, which was really cool. Appreciate that. Appreciate the humbleness and like the ability to open yourself up, which is kind of what I think we all need to do every once in a while. And restaurant owners, you don't get that shot all the time, right? So uh, very cool. Devin, uh, big things come from him. I saw some little snippets. If you guys want to head over to um, the show notes, his Instagram and his social media, all his stuff is there. You guys can check it out. Um, he really kind of tells his whole story and tells you exactly what he's going through in a very um, raw way, which is very cool. So uh, shout out to Devin. Thank you again for the time uh, today. Quickly, we're going to dive into a couple headlines that I think um, they caught my eye. They're worth talking about and definitely bring it to your attention. Um, so these were on really you know, a lot of news every every week in the restaurant space. But what's relevant, what actually matters, um, you can debate it. But these were the couple things that caught my eye this week. Uh, first things first, Chipotle price hikes. Chipotle raises prices for the fourth time in two years. So if you guys have been on TikTok, Instagram, anywhere, you've seen that people have been going in with the Chipotle orders and saying, this is crazy, right? So they are one of the leaders in the space. They're continuing to make more money every year, but customer backlash, customers are expressing dissatisfaction on social media about price and perceived decline in quality, right? So you're raising the price and the quality is going down and, and they're making more money, 13.6% year over year revenue bump uh, in 2023, which is nuts. So makes me think though, are you guys raising your price enough? I mean, 
they're doing this, you should be doing it too. And most likely 99% of you have a better quality product. Um, but it says here, there's a notable public conversation and displeasure on platforms like TikTok. But what do you do? What, what do you do? What's the right thing to do here? I think ultimately transparency, quality assurance, leaning into your customer loyalty programs, right? Having them get a better value when you raise price. I think that will also drive more engagement on your platforms and really kind of just continue to innovate your menu. You want to make sure that you're staying ahead of the curve. So Chipotle, you know how they're always kind of coming out with something different. I just don't think that it's enough anymore. The decline in quality, I've seen it myself. There's a, there's a spot over here. Uh, they have an open kitchen when they should not have one. If you know anything about restaurants, if you ever walked in a restaurant, you would know that this Chipotle is one that you don't want to eat in. Like there are people just cases of meat open and garbage and like dupes from all the POS. It's a disaster. I'm going to take a picture and bring it in. But Chipotle, if it's me, shorting it. I think Chipotle's best days are behind them. All right, what's next? Uh, ELF, Nike, Chick-fil-A remain teens' top brands amid spending slowdown. Okay, I even had to look up what ELF was. Nike, Chick-fil-A, I get it. Um, but teens' brand preferences and spending trends in 2023, top brands ELF, Beauty, Nike, and Chick-fil-A retain their positions as the top brands in cosmetics. That's what ELF is. It's cosmetic. ELF, is it ELF or ELF? I don't even know. Um, apparel, Nike, and restaurants, Chick-fil-A. Uh, New Balance has now taken away some of that juice from vans apparently and sephora has overtaken ulta in the beauty shopping destinations spending habits for teens now you're like kyle i don't give a shit this is a restaurant podcast why are you talking to me about teen spending at sephora etc i think if you look at all these brands particularly chick-fil-a obviously in the restaurant space but these other brands as well strong digital presence and the ability to order and connect with these brands on these social platforms is major. So um, the platform usage here, it says TikTok remains favored among teens, followed by Snapchat and Instagram. YouTube also keeps up its popularity. And Netflix, Netflix amongst teens has seen a little, a little dip. So shopping trends still are core beauty. Wallet spending increases 23% year over year. Sephora gains a higher loyalty membership than Ulta. Look, to me, any brand that can maintain its footprint, footprint in brick and mortar, and its digital footprint, I think, um, are going to continue to gain traction here. So um, I think it says a lot. It says a lot that some of these brands are now gaining market share over other brands. I'd be interested to see which ones are sort of um, doing better and the online shopping platforms like Amazon. I think it makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. So what does that mean for your restaurant? Pretty obvious, talk about it all the time. Digital footprint. What is your restaurant doing digitally? I was talking to somebody this weekend and said that the real estate on your screen is actually gonna be as valuable as traditional real estate. I know it sounds crazy, but the reality is it's happening. So, um, curious what you guys are seeing out there. Curious what you guys are seeing with your, with your digital stuff. Let me know in the show notes. Let me know exactly what, um, 
what you're doing. Are you using Chow Now? Do you have your own app? Are you doing nothing, which would be really bad for you guys? Uh, hopefully you learned something by listening to this show, but ultimately it's um no-brainer, right? All right. Whew. I'm running through these quick. All right. This this one kind of hurt because I am a fan of this brand, um, but I am skeptical about virtual brands. So this next one says, challenges and changes in virtual brands. In 2023, various virtual restaurant brands encountered issues such as NextBite facing layoffs and sale and Red Robin discontinuing two virtual brands. The industry witnessed instances of partnerships ending and brands being phased out. So this whole article is about um, WowBow. Um, there are rumors saying that there's like a death rattle amongst them. Uh, they're saying that's not the case, that these are actually growing pains. And despite the troubles, um, Jeff Alexander, who I've did a quick interview with over on YouTube, you can check it out. Uh, the CEO of WowBow considers these issues to be growing pains in a very emerging market. I think his quote was, uh, we're in the second inning of a nine inning game. So what do you think? I mean, what do you think? I, I, WowBow product, great product, um, very versatile, was actually referencing them in a meeting with a uh, advisory client. So do they have, if you don't know them, go check them out. They have like a dumpling concept and it's in multiple different formats. Uh, it's in a small little footprint. They have the, uh, direct to consumer. I believe they have a vending machine format. So, uh, very cool, but are they going to stick around? You know, I, I definitely, they're not all going to stick around, but if I had the bet, I would say wow. is so, uh, shout out to Jeff and the wow team. And, uh, I guess these, these rumors are, are bullshit, but there are some operational challenges for these guys. Um, failures uh, have been attributed to operational complexities, consistency issues across multiple kitchens, and the challenge of maintaining quality. So virtual brands that require intricate prep, numerous ingredients, things like that, or uh, are just not very distinct, they have found it very difficult to kind of stick around. So um, we'll see. We'll see. I think I think Wabat will be around if the product holds up. I think anything in that sort of like pouch so like empanadas or raviolis pierogies anything like that uh dumplings of course brooklyn dumpling shop stand the chance so that's really cool okay wall street is now betting against restaurant stocks because of novo's nordisk of novo nordisk's ozempic and high interest rates um the impact of the weight loss drugs Novo no discs how do you say that novo nordisk's <laughs> drugs ozempic and wigovi impact the weight loss market, influencing consumer and financial market behavior. Um, short sellers are betting against the stock. They're saying that because everyone is taking this drug, they're not interested in eating all this type of food anymore. Uh, look, that's pretty crazy. I mean, that many people are taking this and not eating that it's affecting the sales of publicly traded restaurants. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. I think it could be maybe just people don't want to eat this crappy food at some of these restaurants. So maybe people are just making healthier decisions. I don't think it's necessarily because of Ozempic, but I could be wrong. Curious if you guys are on it, what, what that does, because I don't know, it just seems like something is going to happen, right? Like 10 years from now, somebody's going to be like, anybody using one of those ads on TV? Did you use Ozempic in 2023? And there was some class action lawsuit. So who knows? But um, apparently it is a real thing. 
a companies like I think it was Taco Bell. One of the executives said like, "Hey, yeah, it's real. It's affecting us." You know, the fact check me on that one. I'm not 100 percent sure, but somebody up there was pretty ticked off about uh, was Epic, one of the major players. But all right, now word from Davo. <laughs> Hands down, the most embarrassing mistake I made as a restaurant owner was hiring the wrong accountant and trusting that he was doing the right thing. Now, the main thing that he was in charge of was sales tax. And long story short, didn't get paid, didn't get paid on time, didn't get paid in full. And our little 40 seat restaurant wound up owing the state of New York $180,000 in sales tax. But that was before Davo. Davo automates your sales tax. It integrates with your POS. So it automatically sets aside the sales tax funds daily. Then when it comes time to remit these funds to the state, Davo files and pays the sales tax for you on time and in full. You know, it's easier. Take a little bit out every day as opposed to this big chunk due at the end of the month or at the end of the quarter. It would have changed my business, would have changed really my life. Because let's face it, when you're running a restaurant, those bills that are due, they keep you awake at night. Not with Davo. It's all taken care of. So it integrates with your POS. So whether you have Toast, Square, Clover, Lightspeed, uh, SkyTab, uh, whatever you have, Revel, they integrate with them and they're adding new partners every day. So you never have to worry about sales tax again. In the show notes, there's a link where you can schedule a call with the customer success team. Let them know that you heard about Davo on the Close Monday podcast and they'll hook you up. Never worry about sales tax ever again. Keep your eye on what matters, which is running your business day in, day out, and let Davo take care of the sales tax. All right, so I get a lot of questions about how to find investors, how to get capital, things like that. And this week was a, again, a one-on-one meeting I had with one of my advisory clients, and it came up. They had a one-year concept looking for investors. They want to be involved, but they want to eventually phase themselves out. So what do you do? Like, where do you start that process? I'll tell you exactly what I told him. And again, this is gonna be super quick. So if you guys have any follow-up questions, please let me know or hit me up on social. So obviously uh, you guys are in the business. You understand that this is not just about having great food and it's not just about the financials, but it's about believing in the brand. You know, somebody used to say to me, we're betting on the jockey, not the horse. So that means they're betting on you. That being the case, let's talk about a few ways that you can actually polish your brand up and make you much more attractive to restaurant investors. Um, So the first thing, and I can tell you this from experience because we, let me start over. I can tell you this from experience because it happened to us. So we were doing really well and we hooked up with this group and they wanted to bring us to investors. And they said, we just need, I think it was like three years P&L, three years tax returns, and your some other financial report. I forget what it was. It was called, I forget the name of it. But bottom line, our accountant couldn't produce it. He needed a couple days. Well, a couple days turned into a couple weeks, a couple weeks turned into a couple months, and guess what? That's not a good look for us. That's a really bad look for a restaurant if you cannot put your financials together relatively quickly. So, um... My suggestion, check in with your accountant, check in with your bookkeeper, get the latest copies of your financials and make sure they're all tied out. Tied out meaning, do they match the bank account? 
do the financials, match the tax returns. You're asking people for a lot of money. You think they're not going to check where the money's coming from and where it's going? Your ability to produce that quickly could be a great sign. If you produce it quickly, it's a great sign. If you take too long, I think every day becomes a little bit more uncomfortable. Like if you get that email like, hey, just checking in, not good. So be proactive, get on top of that stuff. Um, second thing, you really got to be able to clarify what you're all about. So there's a fancy, fancy phrase, your unique selling proposition, your USP. As an investor, you need to be able to tell me in two or three minutes why I should be investing in you as opposed to the guy down the street. So that sort of distinct atmosphere, that sort of ambiance, that vibe, the, the culture, the food, right? It all plays together. But why, why is it better? Oh, you make 50% more? That's, that's better. That's a USP. That's a USP for sure. That's a big USP. You more digital? Do you do 80% of your, your food sales comes from your app? Oh, now you got people paying attention. Digital, smaller footprint, can roll these out quicker, less equipment, more attractive. Um, not for every concept. You could have a brick and mortar that's also very versatile. Does it need to be in a strip center? Could be, you know, because of your delivery or because of how unique you are, people are going to find you. Well, the delivery companies are going to come to you and pick up the food and drop it off. So you don't need to be on main and main. There's not a lot of visibility. Whatever it is, clarify it. Clarify it, write it down, and make sure that it makes sense. Don't come with a shitty USP because then people are just going to say, no, thank you, you've seen this before. So make sure it's actually attractive. Um, third thing. You want to be efficient. Your operations need to be crisp and clean. And it needs to be proven. So when you have one unit, it's a little bit harder, right? One unit is definitely harder to prove out. If you have three to five units, you know, the model is typically here's one. And then you have a little radius around your business, three, five, seven, ten 10 miles away. Right. And then you're going to do one in another state. Now you can prove. You have operate, you got sales, you have consistency, you have efficiency in your operations, and you've been able to test outside the market. Now that's, that's major. Your technology and your investment in that technology needs to make sense too, right? Because now we're looking at your financials, we're looking at USP. Now we're going to understand your operations and why are you doing this? We're getting like behind the curtain. So why are you spending this kind of money? And why is it making your business as profitable as it is? Why it's making it so attractive to the customer and then attractive to the investor. Lastly, put it all together. Put that all together. Very simple. I want you guys just to Google like best business plans. You can see like Uber's business plan. Netflix, I think is out there. There's a couple other big companies who have net, who have uh, pitch decks. Don't overthink this. Those three things covered with a projection and um, tied out with the projections page is really all you need. Pictures of, you know, high quality pictures from the restaurant, um, whatever you do. Highlights the, the owners, the founders, the current state of the business financially, 
and where it's going to be in the next three, five, ten years, whatever your whatever your plan is. This document is going to speak volumes for you. What does it look like? How is it presented? Is it a PDF? Is it an Adobe like a like a digital sort of presentation? Um, but it needs to make sense. You're not going to be able to bullshit anybody at this stage. All that stuff that you're putting together needs to be real, tangible, and you need to prove it. So just because you're busy or just because people say you have the best whatever does not mean investors are attracted to you. Are you making money? Are you unique? Can you do it again? That's it. You don't need to be that unique. Um, what was a designer? Uh, Virgil, uh, Louis Vuitton guy said, great design or great new business ideas are like 30% different. 30%. Great artist steal, right? Look what else is out there. How can you improve on it? And that's it. That's what I'm going to say. You want to start being more attractive to investors today? Get your financials in order. Understand who you are. Be unique. Master your operations. And then put it all together. Make sure it makes sense to you. Practice pitching. But you pitch more people. You have more conversations. That's how you get more money, right? That's something maybe you guys are not so great about. Pitch from a position of strength. When you know, these are my numbers. This is how I do it. This is why you should invest. That's it. All right, guys, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for checking out the show. Any questions, obviously hit me up here um, or on Instagram, on TikTok, LinkedIn. Uh, you guys know how to find me. Thank you so much, and I'll see you guys next week. All right, folks, that's another episode of Close Monday in the bag. Look, if you've been listening and you're still here, it's clear that you're someone who's committed to taking their business and their life to the next level. So just don't let this be something that you just listen to and forget about. You got to take action on what you learned today. And look, I, I don't ask for a lot from you guys. Here's the deal. If you found any value in this episode, please subscribe. Leave me a review. Not for me, but for yourself. You don't want to miss the actionable insights that we've got lined up for future episodes, the guests who have their story to share. And if you think this podcast could change someone else's game, could change their direction of their business, of their restaurant, then understand that your network is your net worth. So if you share that with people, you start to become, you're the, you're the one, right? You're, you're the one they're going to go to and you start to attract the right people into your life. You attract more people into your business and that's just the way that it goes. Um, now for some real interaction, like I said, if you screenshot that you are listening to this show, tag the show, tag me, I will send you a Close Monday t-shirt. And if you've got a burning question or topic you want to tackle, like I said, you can always DM or shoot me an email at kyle at 4 .com. Your question just might be the focus point of a whole new episode. That's it, right? Like that, that's kind of how this goes. We're always looking for inspiration. So uh, keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your feet on the ground. Stay humble. And until next week, this is Closed Monday. And I'll see you soon. Thanks, guys.